Sister loved her little fish. He lived in a bowl which sat in a dish. Sister named her pet fish Swish because when he swam, his tail went swish. Right off the bat, we're, we're in some, some good waters here. The first major rhyme is swish. With swish, I just can't even begin to tell you how amazing this book is. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and today we have not the best book in the world. It's 1993's Cub Club Look Ma, I'm Reading book, The Berenstain Bears Pet Show. It's about the Berenstain Bears and a pet show. It's not even about the Berenstain Bears doing a pet show. It's just about the Berenstain Bears adjacent to a pet show. They are pet show adjacent. They discover a pet show, and then the rest of it's just nothing. Like, they just, they sort of participate in somebody's pet show. That's 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 where we're coming from with this book. It, um, it was written in 1993, part of the Cub Club, look my I'm reading, but eventually it was republished in 2005 by Jabberwocky? I'm not familiar with Jabberwocky. They are a... Part of Source Books, I guess. Jabberwocky Kids Source Books. It's a publisher that I just don't know anything about. I guess they republished this book. I don't I don't understand how the Berenstain Bears got connected to them. But thank goodness that Jabberwocky republished this book. Because look what I'm holding in my hands. It's the Jabberwocky edition. It's not even the original Cub Club book. I can't get my hands on the Cub Club book. That thing costs like $15 online because uh, they're used, obviously. So I had to buy the uh, – not even buy. I had to check out from – uh, the public library, please support your local library. Everyone, if you can't buy books, just go out and support your local library. They're great. Librarians are the lifeblood of the United States of America and other countries that have public. I don't know what other countries have public libraries. I don't even know how that works. But uh, I know that they're very important in America. So I had to get this book from the library because I'm not paying money for it. It's short and dumb and I don't enjoy it. So the Baron St. Bear's Pet Show. What even happens in the Baron St. Bear's Pet Show? Oh, also, there is no religious rewrite of this book because you can't fit you can't fit God into this. Well, I'll tell you what this book is about. This book is about... The final delineation between bears and other animals. Now, we've explored in the past, particularly in the Berenstain Bears and the Neighborly Skunk and the Berenstain Bears and the Eager Beavers, what constitutes a, a sentient being in bear country? What constitutes a neighbor in bear country? Uh, so far, we have noticed that bear country is populated besides with bears also with other intelligent animals there's we've seen pigs we've seen goats we saw dogs early on we've seen uh well the neighborly skunk we've seen rabbits and porcupines and beavers and now we are getting into a weird weird area of bear country because the neighborly skunk is gone uh the eager beavers never show back up again uh we are a few episodes away fingers crossed from meeting the new neighbors but again they are even a species of bear this is we are lost now in bear country as far as like what constitutes uh, sentient animals. And once you start getting into the concept of pet shows and pet ownerships and owning other animals, that's a dicey prospect because as we know, other animals can speak and have feelings and can own real estate. So sister has this fish and it's a great fish. It's an awesome fish. It can swish. And that's why she calls it swish. Oh, by the way, this book's a poem and it's terrible. Uh, poem, poetry, poetry. And, okay, I'm being a little too hard on it. It's not terrible, but it's it's that it's got that Berenstain 
awkwardness to some of the verses. Like, man, if you just massaged those words for a few more minutes, you may have come up with something a lot better. But uh, sister thinks her fish is great. Her fish named Swish, which you've never seen before. Brother is a pet, too. I bet you didn't know that. He has a little bird named Little Bird Blue. No reason why it's called that, except that it rhymes with two and do and various other words that are easy to rhyme with. Uh, little Bird Blue does not uh, does not speak like a like Little Bird Blue is supposed to speak. Little Bird Blue instead can imitate onomatopoeic sounds like uh, creak and and creak and. I'm having trouble turning the page, but I'm gonna bet you dollars to donuts. It's a word that rhymes with creak. Yes, squeak. Little Bird Blue can imitate other like sounds. Uh, quack, quack, clack, clack, clack. Uh, you know, just it doesn't speak words, but it speaks in in sounds and like exclamations. Again, so we're not in a really weird place yet. Uh, we do know that fish can talk in Bear Country. We uh, there's the catfish who's their good friend who lives in the in the dirty polluted lake, and uh, we haven't seen any like really intelligent birds though. So birds, we know that we've seen birds just as birds in the past, not as like friends or neighbors. So, brother and sister come across and notice that there is going to be a big pet show. A uh, big pet show, it says, for pets of every shape and size, and every pet will win a prize. This is the ultimate participation trophy book, by the way. Uh, these pets aren't being judged. And so I have a question um, for anyone who cares. I have a question. Does anyone, growing up, did anyone have a history in their neighborhood or as a child uh, does anyone have a history with the concept of the neighborhood pet show? Uh, I've seen it pop up in many children's books, uh, particularly books from like the like 60s, 70s, early 80s. The notion that every once in a while the neighborhood would post that there was going to be a pet show. Kids would bring their pets. They'd show them. And then there would be ribbons given out. And as always happens in these books, every pet gets a special prize dedicated to them. Spoilers for the end of the book, each pet gets a specialized ribbon. Uh, I, Growing up, personally, I'd never experienced a pet show. I don't know what that is. I don't know why it exists. I, uh, our, I mean, we had pets in the neighborhood, but it wasn't like we didn't go around and show them off. We certainly wouldn't put them all in a room together. So if anyone listening has ever experienced a pet show, please, please, please let me know. I would love to know if this is a thing, like this, if this is real life. I don't understand. Uh, so... Fill me in, pet shows. So, uh, brother and sister decide to enter the pet show. And they don't decide to enter the pet show because they want a prize. They want to enter the pet show because they are confused as to how every pet can win a prize. Uh, how can that be, says sister? I don't know, said brother. Let's just sign up and we'll see. And I, I appreciate their gumption. I appreciate their gusto. I appreciate that they're like, I'm confused. I'm befuddled by the logic of this poster. And rather than just blow it off, let's actually enroll, enlist, Sign up for a, a a thing. Let's let's uh throw our hat into the pet show ring just to discover how uh, at all this pet show idea works. Like why and the wherefore and who all will be there. Well, who all will be there? Cousin Fred will be there, and he will be there with his dog Snuff, the Sniffer Hound, the the dog that follows the the cub scouts around whenever they do their little adventures snuff is is strictly a pet dog in this book he's not exhibiting any of his traits that he does in the you know the cub scout the bear scout books uh but lizzie bruin all of a sudden has a pet she has a cat named uh lizzie bruin's cat it just doesn't say it doesn't say it just says lizzie bruin's cat and snuff and the cat make friends so that's a you know a good thing i guess that's weird that they didn't give the cat a name. Um, I guess you. I guess names within this 
context or just serve the purpose of the rhyme. This is again. So other dogs show up, oodles and oodles. And I bet they describe the dog showing up in oodles and oodles. I'm not even looking ahead. I'm going to guess it so they could rhyme it with poodles. Let's find out. Dashies. Dashies, which is a thing. I guess you can call dash hounds, dachshunds. Because when I was growing up, we called them dash hounds. It was like, a, I don't know if that's, is that a southern thing? Uh, I grew up in the south. But dachshunds were called dash hounds. And I guess dashies is an even shorter version of that. I don't know. Is that a real thing? Or just, is it shortened to fit the meter? Don't understand. Uh, Scotties, Yorkies, and there's your poodles. Rhymes with oodles. Hunting dogs. Dogs with spots, not a breed, and dogs with lots and lots of spots. Okay, I'm going to take another break just to uh, point out that Stan and Jan Berenstain, who, bless them, bless them, bless them. Stan and Jan Berenstain learned their trade under the watchful eye of Dr. Seuss. And even at Dr. Seuss's worst, Wacky Wednesday, he was still like, Dr. Seuss. He was still doing, like, plying his trade. Like, I am, I am dedicated to creating the ultimate in, 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 like, po poetic rhymes for the amusement of children. That is, that's why I, I'm here. That's, I, I, I must write the best rhymes. I'm Dr. Seuss. Stan and Jan were never poets. They were illustrators, and they never really grasped the, like, the. They never had the. You can learn to write things like this, but you it's never going if if you don't have it in your heart, it's never really going to be there. And I think Stan and Jan are the they exemplify that notion that like they knew how to rhyme words, they didn't know how to rhyme the best words all the time in poems. So you have them here rhyming dogs with spots with a dog with lots and lots of spots. Like they were like, "Ah, oh, we really painted ourselves into this corner here. We wrote that this dog has spots." What are we going to rhyme with spots? How about lots of spots? Just lots of spots. And, like, I can see one of them just being like, doesn't, that's cheap. Like, we're really cutting the kids. Like, we're not living up to our, like, how about lots and lots of spots? And they're like, that's it. That's the, that's the rhyme right there. Lots and lots. We'll just fill it right in. So uh, the dog with spots, that's a dog with lots and lots of spots. By the way, uh, listeners at home, that's called a Dalmatian. And I can blame them for not wanting to rhyme anything with Dalmatian. Alsatian? I guess I just did it. There you go. If you're ever, if you ever in the mood to rewrite this book, you could just say that's a Dalmatian and just draw, draw an Alsatian. And that's better than rhyming spots with spots. Look at that. And I didn't even try. Like that just like popped in there. Just ma like magic. I just, I'm just, I could, I don't know how, where, where would this take me? Who knows? Um, but were there cats? Oh, yes, there were. A cat with long and lovely fur. A cat with kittens in a box. Probably not good to be hauling it around at this point with the kittens. Like, that's... The cat just had kittens. So, leave him home. Uh, a cat on a cushion and a cat named Socks. I don't think that this book even realizes that cats come in different breeds. Like, there's different types of cats. Like, they're just not... Cats aren't just defined by, like, they're just raw descriptors. Like, they do have, like, you can you can say, like, oh, that's a Persian. That's a... There's other kinds of cats. I don't know. any. I don't know anything about cats. There's the ones with, like, the flat... That's the Persian, though. I don't know anything else. There's, like, Siamese... Do we, do we call them Siamese cats anymore? Like, is that allowed? Do we say that? I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, So, just... I'll cut that. Is that good? Am I good with that? Okay. Uh, but no, it's not just dogs and cats because this is a pet show, not a dog and cat show. So we have that fish and that bird 
And a horse? Uh, Squire Grizzly brought his horse. We don't even... They just sort of throw him out there like, hey, it's Squire Grizzly. I vaguely remember him from a storybook, but he brought his horse. And here's the point I'm going to make. All right. Settle in. A skunk, a skunk, cried the cubs, surprised. Do not worry. My pet skunks deodorized. The Berenstain Bears, the bears, the bear family, until recently, until just recently, had a neighbor who is a skunk. Now, a skunk, a man, a bear man, comes walking up with the skunk on a, on a leash. And then he's like, don't worry, I got it surgery so that it won't bother you. There was a man living down the street from you who was just pretty much this this right here. Like, it would be like if you... This is like a weird thing. Like, you didn't have to give them a pet skunk because you've written books where skunks hang out and wear clothes and actually help the kids with their powerful odors. The, the, their neighbor skunk, Mr. Skunk, was like, I will save you from a bully. I'll, I'll spray too tall with my powerful smell to save you for saving my for saving me for saving my home now we are reduced now our people have been reduced to this to this not only being let out on a leash but having our 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 defining like characteristic cut away under the under the knife of a mad bear vet who's just like you're not people anymore i guess i guess we have the right to own you now and make you not smell so Sorry, skunks. This this is bear country now. Guess we better not catch any skunks in bear country after a certain hour. I just feel really weird about this. It could have been any animal. It could have been a. I mean, you did beavers. You did. You did pork. Like there's. You didn't have to do skunks. You didn't have to do it, Stan and Jan. You dropped the ball on it. It's not pretty. It's not good. That's not good. That's a bad look on you cutting up skunks like once you've made them talk once you have once you have sold property to skunks they're people from now on you can't backpedal on that i understand that the catfish talked but he still he was still just kind of a catfish like and the kids were just like whoa talking catfish fine we understand fish are fish birds are birds that skunk that's a person that's a guy dude let's Let's rethink. Let's rethink our mammal categories here. I mean, they, yeah, they own a dog, but dogs are a special thing in cartoon world. We know that. So anyway, um, here come the judges, and they literally have judges, like in like referee uniforms. The neighborhood takes its unimportant pet show very, very seriously. So uh, this one bear shows up, and we don't know who he is. His name is Barry Bear. We don't know Barry Bear from you know anyone from adam so barry bear shows up we stranger in town and he has an empty box with a straw in it and the kids are like hey what's what's up with the empty box barry bear and barry bear is like it's not empty no i have a flea and he holds up a magnifying glass and he shows them his pet flea and he says the soda, soda straws to give him air barry bear doesn't actually have a pet flea like barry bear has a flea in a box but fleas can't you just can't put a flea in a box. It's not that it'll die. That's a dead flea. And uh, 
so Barry Bear has a dead flea, a dying flea as his pet. Again, not a not a guy who we've ever seen in town before. He's just there with his creepy pet. So then the judges confer. And I want to reemphasize the fact that these are men in referee uniforms. Like they were like, hey, we're doing a fun neighborhood pet show where the kids are going to come. And they're like, what? We have officials, like real officials. Like these are, you know, we're not going to let, there's no rules and no real prizes, but officials. And they judge and they judge. And true to judging, true to the, the spirit of being a judge, they just, everyone wins. That's not what a judge is, by the way. That's not what judges do. Like you don't go into the courtroom and like stand before the judge and he's like, I'm the judge and I will determine your guilt or innocence or everyone's awesome. That's my judgment today is everyone's awesome. And you're sentenced to best suit and you are sentenced to I love your hair and you are sentenced to awesome shoes because that's what these judges do. They give the dog best sniffer and longest body and most stripes and friskiest and best haircut warmest nose most spots longest fur best mother cleanest socks biggest i mean yeah sweetest smelling best jumper and i just want to say i would if anyone described me as any of these i'd be happy like any just any of these like that's above and beyond like what i've what anyone's ever given me in my life so if you if if i got any of these prizes i would be over the moon uh to be warmest nose most spots anything um but what about swish that fish we've never met before and brother's bird little bird blue uh well little bird blue gets cleverest bird for speaking in onomatopoeias and swish the fish gets best figure eight i don't it's not a good book it's not interesting uh it doesn't rhyme very well and there's no lesson and the cubs don't really do anything except bring their pets to a show uh, i guess we're supposed to be pleased i guess we're supposed to be pleased i guess we're supposed to be like this is a book and it has words in it so the baron Bears pet show draws creates a lot of like inadvertently makes us realize Yes, the most boring conversation in the world is why is Goofy and Pluto and they're both dogs? We we get like that's it's a cartoon convention. Like animals aren't animals; they represent people. And then, but all of a sudden, you want them to have pets like people, and so they do that thing. I get why the Berenstain Bears have pets. Like even though they're bears, they have pets. What's weird is the fact that they've established that certain mammals are intelligent neighbors to the bears. And then they're going back and calling them. That's where my, that's like where it sticks. So this innocent little book, this dippy, quicky, rhymy book that doesn't mean anything has suddenly become a logistical nightmare as far as Berenstain Bear continuity goes. A, because it introduces pets that bear cubs don't own. And B, because it makes a skunk particularly a subservient creature when in the past skunks were not subservient creatures. They were just regular people just like you and me who moved away. And I'm wondering if what happened was that skunk got wind that stuff was going down in bear country and was like, you know what? I have a feeling that I'm not, I'm not going to be welcome around here much anymore. And it's about time. I'm just going to beat it. Hasty retreat. 
I'm out. Like I'm out guys. Like I've seen, I've seen what you guys have started doing with the, with it, with the other animals and it's not cool. And I appreciate the help on the house and I'm glad I could help you defeat the bullies, but you're, I, there's stuff going on. There's this anti skunk smelling campaign going around. Like people are like, I can see like at the bear city council meetings, just being like, we're not saying, okay. We're not trying to take away anyone's rights. We just are, we're just saying that Whenever there's a smelly animal, whenever there has been a smelly animal attack, it's just always been a skunk. It's always been a skunk. And so I'm not saying, we're not saying that all skunks are malicious. We're not saying that all skunks are going to spray. What we are saying is that the only animals who do spray are skunks. So we're starting off with a voluntary descenting. It's just, if you want to descent, you can descent. And you will find certain, I don't want to say rights, but certain rights will be reopened to you once you've lost the scent glands. If you choose not to remove the scent glands, that's a-okay. It's your rights. You will just simply notice there will be certain Public buildings you will no longer be allowed in. There will be certain uh, activities you will not be able to participate in. You will not have a say on the, in the council. You will not be able to vote uh, in any bare country elections. We're not saying this is because you are a skunk. We're just trying to keep the community safe. And I have a feeling that Mr. Skunk and various other skunks were at these meetings. And we're probably like, I can't smell myself, but I can smell the way the wind is blowing. And it, he stood up and said this. And I i don't like the smell that the wind is blowing my way, sir. So I am going to take my family out of bear country. And you will lose economic stuff. Like, I, don't, I don't speak at city council meetings. But that, I'm, I think I'm, in my mind, that's what, and then later on, like the rights just slowly. I'm not saying that is what happened. I'm saying that in my mind, that's what's happening. Like, I don't think that Stan and Jan Berenstain actually were just like, hmm, let's really dig into this. No, I'm thinking that, like, this is just, this is me doing my thing. So, again, I'm not, this is just, it's a book about a pet show. So, take that for what it is. It's a book about a pet show. They just happen to make skunks. Uh, less than less than people anymore. So um, the Baron State Bears Pet Show, you can't buy it. And um, if you do, it's going to cost you like 15 bucks. You can buy this copy. Uh, I mean, not this personal copy. It belongs to the library. You can't buy it or I'll owe the library money again for another lost book. Um, I don't think this got versions in print anymore. I wouldn't run right out and try to buy it. If you know what I'm saying, there's another Berenstain Bears pet show book, though. The Berenstain Bears are like in the big pet show or something. It's a st actual storybook. It's not great, but uh, and I'll get to it in like 17 years. But it's a better book about bears and pet shows. So, um, yeah. So Berenstain Bears pet show, don't even bother. It's a human rights mess. So uh, that's it. Uh, don't buy this book. So Cub Club, as I said in the beginning, I am working my way through the Cub Club books. They are 
wearing on my soul. I'm going to try to get some shake things up a little bit. It's a logistical nightmare. I have two other podcasts that I do. Uh, one I only do once a month with my good friend John McCoy. It is called Click It Cast, a Beverly Cleary podcast. And it comes out once a month. So if you're interested in more, me. You can listen to Click It Cast on the Incomparable Network. I'm also doing a uh, fortnightly podcast because I can never remember if bi-weekly means every other week or twice a week. It's every other week. I'm doing an every other week podcast uh, with my teen, Ollie, that is called It's Del Toro Time, where we're going to the movies of Guillermo del Toro uh, in chronological order. So if you're interested in... Beverly Cleary, you can hear my voice talking about Beverly Cleary on ClickCast. If you're interested in Guillermo del Toro, you can hear my voice talking about Guillermo del Toro on It's Del Toro Time. Those are some other things I do. So in case you're like, oh, I'm really getting tired of these Cub Club books, but I really can't go to sleep unless I hear Phil talking to me, that's where you can find more of my voice. Uh, so uh, that's it. I'm going to be looking at, ooh, the chapter books are coming up. So we're getting into those. Also, um, I've got... Uh, some uh, more collectors issue uh, episodes coming up. It's just, it's all a mess. My life's a mess and it's never going to get any better. So bear with me, bear with me. And I will see everyone else next week deep in the bear cut.